Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that buzz the next. Big jab there from Duffy and Brett Fear is hurt now. Oh, down goes Duffy O'Connor. Frank Fear does it again. Rock him, sock him, robots here. Oh my goodness. I can't believe there are a couple of absolutely self-involved bullshit artists. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. All right, I want to go four wide right now and welcome another member of the Anakin Florian podcast family into the conversation. Big gun, Brian Petrie. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, Petrie. Hey, Ray. What a weekend, my guy. Jeez, old Pete. Oh, man. This will carry me for for a while. (laughs) So I think I met the biggest Brian Petrie fan in the free world on Sunday morning here in New York City. His name's Sal Frivola. Sal? Yeah. Yeah. He heard every word you had to say last week, and uh, they really appreciate not just your selection on Matt Frivola plus 180, but all the nice things you had to say, my man. I love I love Mavrol. I loved him in that fight. I did not expect it to go like that. I thought yes. he was pacing the wrestling and mixing everything up. But I mean, he looked phenomenal. I mean, Drew Dober was coming up empty on a lot of those shots, and then that power that I mean, right on the chin and put him out. Some people complained about the stoppage just because Dober was you know Dober's Dober, but I thought the stoppage right. was fine. Favola looked amazing. Uh, couldn't be happier. Plus one eighty in the pocket. Thank you, oh, Steamroller. Thank you, Ray Longo. I love it. Uh, that, that's awesome, man. Dober's had almost really fifty good. pro fights, and I think Matt Frivola may be the first guy to knock him out. If I'm not mistaken, he been submitted a few times. I could be wrong. You might be that. right. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. So See, Ray, I, the last I, thing I have. Go ahead. No, I thought he was going to submit him in the fight because he was going to yeah. wanted to really establish the wrestling early and mm-hmm. then uh, proceed forward, but. God, that that just—I mean, because I knew you know, Doba's got a granite chin, and he hits like a yeah. mule. So I—I I, that yeah. was that was crazy, really, really crazy. 
All right, before I let you go, and again, we appreciate the extended time here today. And just to let Mark LaMonica from Newsday and everybody else know, when they ask for a longer Ray Longo minute, Ray Longo can be on the whole show every week if he so chooses. We're trying to be respectful of this man's time. Uh, But there are a few people that I respect more in the MMA space than Sean Sheehan. And obviously, he puts you over on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And feels like your coaching resume can be put up with anyone in the game. And I just want to say, your success has transcended decades and eras in mixed martial arts. And if there was a universal mixed martial arts Hall of Fame, there's no doubt as a coach you're going in first ballot. So from the Anakin Florian podcast family that you have given so much of yourself over the last eight years, congratulations. You're the goat. Well, Enjoy man, it. Yeah. You're going to make me And if there's anything now. else we I'm, can I'm... do for you, no, checks in the nothing... mail, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but, uh, no, thank, it really, thank you, man. Look, it means a lot. It really does mean a lot. And uh, people say I'm under, what is, what is underrated? I, I, I don't feel, look, I get a lot of attention and shine. <laughs> I really don't, I don't feel like that. You know what I mean? I yeah. really don't. I'm super proud and grateful for the accomplishments that I've had with my guys. But look, it's all them too. Like, I don't want to, you know, that's why I was goofing with Favola. Like, uh, that guy, I'm taking every credit for. But and that's right. a joke. I but, like that. But, uh, but everybody else, man, you know, look, these guys got their own style. I just try to, you know, be a conduit of information, lead them in the right direction. What I think they could either agree or disagree. But I've been, you know, and I kind of said this at the dinner, man, I've been really blessed to work with just great people and great athletes from the Long Island area that, you know, really made me look better. But look, I, I, I was always passionate about martial arts. And I said this to somebody, I mean, it's been really good to me. I've had a great life in martial arts. I think we said this on the last podcast. I don't know, but yeah. And I just want to see these guys have a great life in the martial arts. You know, it's just, it's uh when you really have a passion, you enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, Kenny, you, you can attest to this. It's what you're not working. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, you, you're really not working. You're really having fun. Now, these times are getting stressful because I want to see these guys win. And, you know, <laughs> it is getting a little, you know, crazy, but I, I don't, I don't really even feel like I'm under uh, whatever the word is. I feel like I'm right where I want to be. And I'm so thank you very much for the nice words and Sean Sheehan. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. But I, that's what I say. I appreciate all the comments. I really do. I mean, I'm great. Sorry. I lied for everything. <laughs> I lied. I have two more questions. Oh, go keep going. First question is cold brew at 6 p.m. What are we doing here? Yeah, trying to stay up all night. I'm all do. I got back to the hotel. What time did you get back to the hotel? Oh, I don't even want to tell you, man. I slept 90 minutes and then just did five hours of voiceover work. I'm on complete fucking fumes right now. I mean, I I got back to the hotel at three. I couldn't get to bed till five and then. Sarah was, uh, you know, he wanted to leave on one. nine at two. I, I got to say, you know, it was, it, it was great seeing everybody, but like right about 10 minutes before he was dropping <laughs> me off, I was like, you know what? This is about enough, though. This is good. I'm good. I, we don't even have to talk for another two weeks. <laughs> Kenny, how would you deal with him in London? Seriously, how would you handle Barely. it? Barely. Yeah, barely. <laughs> barely. We, were no, doing, we were doing good, and then I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I, I, I can't take it. I'm, I'm too old for this shit. All right, quick two questions on the way out. Number one, to what extent do your daughters give a shit after a big weekend like that for their father? At this point, they're super into it, and they're very happy. So they get get texts from their friends, what's going on, and, you know. Yeah, that's great. That's cool. You know, they're they're, – 
super happy. I mean, for a long time, I don't even know if they knew what I did, to be honest right. with you. But now, <laughs> and it, and it's only because of their friends. Like, wait, that's your dad? Are you fucking right. kidding me? Like, right, you know, right. like, what are you talking about? They had no, <laughs> no clue. They're, yeah. they're great kids. They got great jobs. They're uh, just super easy and the good yeah. stuff. Yeah. As they get older, they appreciate it more. So maybe yeah, uh, Kenny and I and Brian Petrie have something to uh, look forward, to, look to, forward yeah. to. Can you imagine bringing a boyfriend home? And this is my dad, Ray Longo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And my final question is. Yes. It appears as though they would like Aljamain Sterling to defend this title against Sean O'Malley August 19th at UFC 292 in Boston. Now, Aljo has expressed interest in maybe September in Las Vegas. Kenny feels like you can still take three weeks to enjoy some rest and relaxation and then get back into training camp. But August 19th is only about 13 weeks away. Uh, Do you believe that is too soon or do you think that could actually happen? Uh, Man, I'd have to talk to him. I don't think he's injured. And I'm, I'm going to say, look, Aljo's his own guy. He'll make that decision. But I agree with Kenny. If he wanted to do it, but look, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems like I, I'll agree with Kenny. It seems like enough time. Take uh, the end of May off, go crazy, maybe the first week of June or whatever, yeah. and then get back on the wagon if that's what you want. He said it in the press conference. He wants to fight off. And he doesn't get right. paid if he doesn't fight. So I'm going to say based on that statement, He'll jump. He, it, that's a possibility. All right, Ray Longo, met it every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Congratulations, man. Well, thanks, man. Thank you very much for everything, guys. Congrats, Great Ray. weekend, man. I'll see you during the week. Just hey, incredible. I'm, I'm going to call you late. I want to tell a couple of things off air to you. I'll be in my hotel room all night, brother. <laughs> awesome. Buddy. Yell take at him, it, take it, Yell take at him. It. No, 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 no. All, all funny stuff. Take it easy, Good. guys. I hope. <laughs> See you, Ray. Ray Longo met it every week here on the Anakin Florian podcast. And we try to be a humble show. Oftentimes we refer to ourselves as the little engine that could. Mm -hmm. But if I could lack humility for a second and just say in 2015, we settled on Ray Longo as the coach on this show. And then mm-hmm. in 2021, we decided to give Bilal Muhammad a show. And uh, mm-hmm. Kenful, I think we made some pretty good decisions and um, we're <laughs> yeah. happy. We're happy I, that on was- this time. I, I could maybe take 10% of, of, of that yeah. credit. But, uh, John, I think you're going to be a producer one day, dude. Like, you, you know how to huh. identify talent. Mm-hmm. Seriously, dude. So, yeah. Really, really happy for the entire Anakin Florian podcast team and channel for a big weekend. Brian Petrie is with us. Big gun. My man. How'd it go for you this weekend, kid? <laughs> Boys. Your boy had a weekend. Your boy may be the best of the year so far. Wow. You know, your, your boy's been cold. Your boy's been really cold. But I, I went 10 and 2 on my picks overall. Uh, awesome. And then um, and hit some really big spots and, and got some dogs. Obviously, I rode with all. I, I did a parlay for the Anakin Florian parlay. Not our parlay, but my own parlay. Bilal, Aljo, Steamroller, because they're close to the close to the family here. That obviously hit. That was big, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, just I'm I'm excited. I I get chir- I got chirped in the comments because you know your boys were nice, right? My five unit plays <laughs> haven't played out, right? And I got hammered about my Crone Jordan pick, right? Right. And sometimes when I look at a sheet with no lines with no breakdown, something just thunder strikes me. And that fight did. I said, man, Jordan, I just think is going to be too much on the feet, you know. And Crone doesn't have takedowns. 
So I obviously went heavy on that and I just got hammered. So I did have to go back and, and do a little victory lap. You know, you can hammer me when I lose, but I'm going to dance a little bit. I'm right. going to salsa a little bit when right. I win. Yeah, that's uh, like the duh, the duh pick of, yeah. of the week, man. I mean, you crushed that one. Yeah. And everyone, everyone, when you pick Crone and you've been hot and you're you're Kenny Florian, so, you know, people listen. A lot of people, other people that I listen to were picking Crone. I'm like, what am I missing? So now I'm second guessing myself, but, you know, we roll well, with I, it and, and go ahead. Well, I, I think Jordan ha- has a tendency of getting reckless sometimes. Yeah. He almost becomes too entertaining. It's well, mm-hmm. that was the most disciplined I had seen him. That's yep. the Jordan that I th- I've been kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. to be like, okay, this kid actually wants to be like a top five guy. He wants to be a champion in the sport as opposed yeah. to, I want to be entertaining and have fun fights. Like, right. he took that one seriously. He respected Crone and yep. just dominated. I mean, Crazy. That, that was not a good fight for Crone at all. Like and Jordan, you know, a lot of times people forget you guys brought it up on the broadcast, but he takes a lot of fights on short notice and he's only like 27. He's a young kid that's gonna get better. Striking's great. Takedown offense is something that needs to be worked on. But I really wasn't worried. And then Crone's out there pulling guard and butt scooting yeah. and just you know yeah. walking forward and getting punched. It was like I, I don't know what that was weird, but we'll take the dub. I'll take it. Yeah, Yeah, five-unit hit for you on Charles Jordan, and you really didn't have to sweat it at all over those 15 minutes. And I just have to tell you guys, and perhaps I could have called Kenny Florian to impart this information. I've never, in 12 years of doing this job, had a have a fighter philosophically make these type of changes like Jordan, approaching Mm -hmm. his career in a certain way, prioritizing last year fighting in Paris. Over mm-hmm. like trying to make a run. He's no mm-hmm. longer doing the short notice thing. It's all about strategy over entertainment. He has completely flipped the switch on his career. And mm-hmm. I think he's a guy who could potentially get to the top 15. So congratulations to Charles Jordan. And I just have to say, Ken Flo really likes something about what you were seeing from Yan Shaunan during fight week. Or what was it, Kenny? Because you abstained yeah. on the show for Yan Shaunan and Jessica Andrade. And then you send out a text message to the group that you wanted to fire on Yan Shaunan plus 160. So what led to you making that pick late in the week? It, it was just a, I don't know. It was a level of focus that I don't think I've seen out of her. Um, and then just watching stuff on fight week, she just looked like she was sharp, man. And again, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't like seeing a whole lot of pad practices, you know, but I'm seeing her hit uh, the pads. I'm seeing the folk and dude, she looked like an absolute killer. And I've just been seeing a little bit of a decline on Andrage. And when I mm-hmm. saw that, I said, ah, I got a hit on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to need this one. And uh, man, did I, yeah. Big brain moves, big brain moves. We also congratulate Vina Janji Doba, Kennedy and Zechaku, Mavsar Ievloyev. How about Diego Lopez in defeat, though, right? Whoa. What a beast. Fun to really watch. excited yeah. to see. Great hair. Future. I love his hair. Yeah. The guy's hair is yeah, fallout, The fallout boy hair. That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Emo yeah. hair. Yeah. <laughs> he was really inspired being in the corner of Alexa Grasso when she won the flyweight championship, rested the belt away from Valentina Shevchenko. And then to get the news that he was making his UFC debut around the time that he got the news that Irene Aldana was stepping into the title fight. Just a huge, huge week for those Francisco Grasso trained athletes. And I think Diego Lopez, it took him a while to get to the UFC, but I think he's going to be heard from in the future. All right. As we spin it forward to Charlotte, North Carolina this weekend, Ken Flo and I are going to have a big fucking hug, maybe even a French kiss when I see this kid on Thursday <laughs> night for dinner, but very excited to see you brother. Quickly. We update the standings before yes. we get the UFC fight night, Rosenstrike versus Almeida. 
Don't forget, by the way, 3 p.m. for the main card on ABC this Saturday. But Petrie goes 4-2 and two on the week, including the 5 Unit hit plus five hundred and sixty-five dollars on the week. Kenflow three and four minus two hundred and five dollars. Still though a big lead for Kenflow about twenty-seven hundred dollars. All right, we will begin, folks, with the featured prelim, a fight between two veterans with a combined forty-nine UFC appearances coming in. Court McGee minus one eighty, Matt Brown plus one fifty-five. Petri, we'll start with you. Brown, one of the more yeah. decorated knockout artists in UFC history, making his 30th UFC start here. He's going to be 43 in January. Perhaps that is part of the reason why he's a big underdog here. He certainly mm-hmm. was competitive last time out, though. You were there over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Columbus, Ohio, split loss to Brian Barberina. How do you see him faring in the role of underdog against Court McGee? Just a couple grizzly vets with some body hair to match. You got to love this. This is a classic fight here. Matt, the immortal Brown, Ohio's finest. He's as tough as they come. I mean, he always has been. I mean, the guy's the guy's nails. But, you know, I think 42 going to be 43. He is slowing down. The Barbarina fight, I think he won the fight. I, I do. But right. he also really slowed down that fight as well. He started really hunting for takedowns to try to get on Barbarina. It was kind of an awkward performance. I thought he did better if he just stayed on the feet. And Court McGee, always been a grinder, coming off a knockout over Jeremiah Wells. Very rarely does Court McGee get knocked out. Jeremiah Wells is a young stud here. But uh, he's been a grinder. Stand-up's not perfect, but what he lacks, he just he moves forward, and he's either going to put pressure on you with punches or grappling. And I like to see him get back to grappling because Matt Brown tends to give up takedowns. He's hard to get down in the first round, but if you keep chain wrestling him and keep going maybe uh, second and third round, he's going to give us some takedowns and fade, especially being 42 here. I like Court McGee winning a decision. I think the first round is going to be a little shaky because, you know, Matt Brown can crack. But after that, I, I see Court winning a decision for sure. Ken Flo, a couple guys from your era in a lot of respects. Yes. Court McGee, Matt Brown, who do you like? Yeah, I got a soft spot in my heart for these guys for for that reason. I, we called Court McGee's tough finale when he won as well, John, I believe. And yeah. uh, Matt Brown's been around forever, man. And for me, I, I, I will put him right up there with Anderson Silva when it comes to strikes in the clinch, comboing mm-hmm. off of knees and elbows. Study that, dude. If you want to see how to put together elbow-knee combinations, study Matt Brown, study Anderson Silva, two of the best in the game in that particular position. But I, I think Brian's right, man. I think Court McGee um, may not have as many miles. I think he's got a couple more ways to win. Matt Brown is going to be extremely dangerous again in that clinch and early in the fight, but I think if Court McGee can weather that storm and integrate grappling and some long-range strikes, I think he can win this fight by decision. All right, also with welterweight main cat opener, Alex Morono and Tim Means. Morono minus 215, the favorite. Tim Means business, the underdog at plus 180. 27th UFC start for Timmy Means. Last win all the way back in June of 2021 against Nicholas Dalby. Went to a split against Max Griffin his last time out. On the other side, the great white Bry, Alex Morono, had won four in a row. Got stopped by Santiago Ponzinibbio last December. That halted the win streak, but Morono favored here, perhaps prohibitively so, against Timmy Means. Who do you like? Yeah, this fight reminds me of my Little League days. Just, I whiff on both <laughs> these guys all the time. Morono doesn't ever get proper respect from me. I don't know what it is. I never give him proper respect. And Tim Means always at plus money. I always take a little look at it. You know, it's a sick little habit, but not today. Morono's only 32, one of the best minds in MMA. He's his own coach. He coaches a lot of people. He's a very smart fighter. He breaks down fights analytically. I like his mind. And he could be five in a row. He got Hail Mary knocked out against Ponce Nebo, a fight that he was winning, that he dropped Ponce right. in as well. He could 
could be five in a row here. Morona's going to have to use his kicks and volume to get in. Tim means six, two long frame. You don't want to, you want to avoid the clinch with the dirty bird. Okay. You don't want to get in there with the dirty bird. He's nasty in there. Use your kicks at distance. Use your punches to come in. And I think he can do that. You know, the number is slightly higher than I like to play Morono at. But you know what? We had a good week. Bank rolls fat. So uh, let's, let's, I'm okay with it. Give me Morono by decision. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt sip smell routine or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes Wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. Sound the trumpets, ladies and gentlemen. It is horse racing time, so saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. So right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. All you need to do, deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app, not now, but right now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code FLOW, F-L-O, only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS, 21-PLUS in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on a first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DKHorse.com. All right, Alex Morono, the pick to click for Brian Petrie. Ken Flo, what are your thoughts on these two at a buck seventy? Yeah, I'm going to keep it real simple here. I like Morono as well. I, I think there's more ways from their win. I, I don't think he has many miles uh, on him as Tim Means. Tim Means, uh, I love to watch him fight, man. This dude loves to move forward, uh, always looking for the finish. But I think Morono wins here. And uh, I'd like to put a two-unit play on Ooh, there you go, Ken. There you All go, right, Ken that Flo. is a $430 wager on Alex I like Marone. that. That's a smart bet right there. All right, next up, huge fight at strawweight. Seventh-ranked McKenzie Dern is minus 180 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Angela Hill plus 155. You got Hill back in the rankings now, number 14, after closing out her 2022 with a couple of straight wins. Two of McKenzie Dern's last three fights have been main events. That includes mm-hmm. a majority decision loss to Jan Shaunan last October. Bry. Hill, 38 mm-hmm. years old, making her 23rd yep. UFC appearance. You give her any shot here against Mackenzie Dern or what? Oh, of course. You know, this one breaks my heart. I am very fond of both these fighters. Um, the line wants you to take Hill. Her takedown defense is improved. It's sitting at 77%. Her striking, especially in the clinch, is just double nasty. But Dern's is so lights out on the ground. And Dern has made several statements that she's improving her wrestling. I love her statement after the Yang fight. She got her down twice. Two submission attempts. Says, I need to be better there. I should be finishing fights when it hits the ground. I love that mental. I love that going in there going, no, I know how good I am and I should have finished on the ground. Yang 
Nan. No, Chump. I mean, Yash Nan could be fighting for the title. Yeah. And uh, I just love Angela Hill. You know, she hasn't been submitted since 2019, only two times in her UFC career. So the numbers scream in Hill, but I got to go, darn. Her grappling's so good. I think she has made uh, improvements on her wrestling. Her striking isn't the best technique, but what she lacks in that is aggression, chin, and toughness. She'll keep coming forward if it can't get it to the ground. Um, and I think, you know, Dern has flawless cardio, world-class cardio as well. Now that's something that she's really improved on. So I like Dern. I, I want to go by sub, but I don't want to be your typical little, you know, chalky bitch. So I'm going to go sir, Dern by sub. Uh, wait, did I say that wrong? Excuse me. No, yeah, I messed yeah. that all up. I apologize. Take two. Dern by sub. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, not going right, to do I messed it up. Minus 180 on the money line. Perhaps we should give you guys the opportunity to bet some propositions. I think we still have some work to do when it comes to the scoring system. But let us get to Angela Hill here for a second, Kempflo. In terms of the schedule, she fought four times in 2020, three times in 2021, three times in 2022. Now getting her first start of 2023, she's had a lot of time to prepare now for the biggest fight of her career, crossroads fight, I think, for both women. Who do you think takes it? Yeah, I agree, man. Um, This is a tough one for me. It really is. I'm a huge Mackenzie Dern fan. It's great to see her transition that success that she had in jiu-jitsu over to mixed martial arts. Uh, I do think she's been working on her wrestling. She has been working on her striking. I would have liked to see more development, though, and that's what's getting me to pause on her. Um, She is one of the sweetest girls as well. She's just so dang nice. I I know her dad. Great guy as well. Great family. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I would have liked to seen more efficiency out of her wrestling. And I think just that that's taking her more time. And against Angela Hill, who's been working on her wrestling for a very long time now, is very confident there and is dangerous in the clinch. I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is a great fight for Dern unless she goes out there and surprises me. If she is making all that improvement uh, with her wrestling, then shit that, that's great she can make a run for the title i just don't think she's there quite yet um and uh, i think on, on the feet she's going to be outstruck i think she's going to have a tough time uh getting angela hill down and angela is going to win by decision but um very interesting one and Ken Flo is going to be Octagon side, which is very excited for me. I'm going to be distracted by his Can't hair, wait. his beautiful <laughs> wife, everything. They better put the camera on him. That's all I got to say. They better oh, put the camera well, it's just Legend. so funny, right? Because my tickets, my two tickets, perhaps I'm peeling back the curtain more than I should. They're not on the floor. But when yeah. Kenny Florian's sitting in my seats, oh, cool. my tickets are going to be on the floor. <laughs> or I'm not showing up, Zach. Candido. <laughs> All right, big fight at welterweight here. I'm really fascinated to see how mm-hmm. this fight plays out. I think it's the right test for both guys at this stage of their respective careers in the UFC. Ian Machado, Gary, minus 240. D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez is plus 200. So D-Rod was riding a four-fight winning streak before being submitted by Neil Magny last November 5th. Gary's still undefeated. He's training all over the world, getting different looks primarily, though, at Kill Cliff FC, of course, in South mm-hmm. Florida. Gary, 4-0 in the UFC, mm-hmm. 11-0 overall. Coming off a stoppage win over Song Kanan, in which he was tested, Bry. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this one, Ian Gary, Danny Rodriguez at a buck seventy? Hey Vegas, nice try. I smell a rat line from the parking lot. Vegas wants us to load up on D Rod here, right? They want us to load up. Gary's this overrated prospect. He got dropped in his last fight. The line was set way too high. I, I'm going to see a lot of people taking D Rod as the underdog darling here. Not me. Not me. I see it. I smell the rat. 
<clears throat> I'm not falling for it. I think Gary is as advertised. I think D-Rod looked really bad against Magny. Could have had an off night. That was a very weird performance. I believe Kenny and I both were on D-Rod. It was a very weird performance from him. But Gary is cocky, sure himself, and people don't respond to that right away unless you are proven. He's not proven yet, so people are like, look at this cocky Irishman coming in. But I think he is that good. I really do. I think this is a great fight, John. You nailed it. I think they're both going to stand up. I think D-Rod might uh, initiate some takedowns. I think we're going to see a little bit of what Ian Gary can have on defense and whatnot. But I like Gary by decision. I think he's going to piece him up on the feet. I think he's too fast, too clean, too sweet. Uh, Give me Gary at minus 240. I almost extra unit it. Because I'm feeling myself a little bit, but I want to I want to pull it back. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pull it back. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Too. So just Gary, no extra unit. Kenny, I believe the ceiling is wicked high on both of these guys. I do believe Ian Gary has the chops to be a world champion. I'm not sure I can say that about D-Rod just yet. Gary has two inches in height here. No edge in reach, though. How do you see it playing out? Gary minus 240. Ian Gary versus D-Rod. Um, yeah, man, D-Rod is uh, he's a heavy hitter, man. He's as tough as they come, continues to walk forward, uh, great chin. Um, but I think, you know, the lack of footwork is, is what's going to hurt him here against Ian Gary. Ian Gary is slick, dude, and I think he's really coming into his own. He's getting much more confident now, and I just think he's got more tools. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get a finish over D-Rod. I know he's got a great chin. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see Ian Gary get some kind of TKO or even a knockout. But um, I I think Ian Gary is that good. And uh, I like him here. I, I too, was uh, playing with uh, another extra unit or two on Ian Gary. But I, I will withhold. That makes me feel good. Good. All right. Both guys pretty convicted there on Ian Gary, co-main event, couple of top flight light heavyweight contenders. Johnny Walker, minus 120. Anthony Smith, the even money underdog. Walker coming off that resounding finish of Paul Craig. That came at UFC 283 in Rio (laughs) earlier this year. He's won two in a row. And that came after a bit of a rough patch. On the other side, former world title challenger Smith making his first appearance since that ankle injury sustained in the loss to Magomed Ankalaev. That was UFC 277 last July. You may recall Smith. Missed weight as a backup in Rio de Janeiro for the title fight. And now we see what he can do in his 54th professional MMA fight against Johnny Walker. Brian Petrie, who do you have? This was a tough one for me because Johnny Walker's a guy who he's beaten two guys that, you know, Paul Craig is definitely a specialist and I ain't Kutalaba. You don't know who the fuck's going to show up on fight night, right? He submitted Kutalaba, which I don't know. Many people had that ticket, but he's super athletic and super dangerous. And he's really kind of finding his groove. And it looks like he's finding his confidence, but still, I still get the visions of him just getting knocked stiff. You know, the chin is still a question to me. Anthony Smith, on the other hand, great on the desk, great analytical, has a, you know, him and Bisming are killing it on that side of stuff, but he didn't look great as a backup of the way his body and just the way, I mean, he missed weight, obviously, but he didn't, I don't know, it was a, it was a backup spot last minute, whatever. I'm not going to read too much into that, but he didn't look great. It's a shame what happened in the Ankalaya fight, but before that, he was riding some momentum. I wonder if, like, you know, I'm always concerned with these guys who do a lot of TV if, if they're one foot in, one foot out or not. You know, I've, I've had the same questions about Michael Chiesa and Dom Cruz in the past you know, where's this at? You know, he's had 50 fights. Is he burnt out? Is he not, you know, what are we doing here? But I'm going to go Smith because of the plus number here. I think, you know, he's a big boy, six, four. He's not going to be intimidated by Johnny Walker. I think if he lands, he's, he could hurt Johnny Walker. I think he's better on the ground, but Johnny's just so explosive that, you know, any first round KO at severe plus money is something to look at, but uh, give me Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith plus 100 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Ken Flo, who do you have in the co 
gosh. I, these two are two of the most difficult guys to pick. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. You never know which guy is going to show up, okay? It's almost impossible. Uh, there's times where I've written them off. There's times where I've, you know, I've picked them uh, with a lot of confidence, and they always throw me off every single time. So what kind of analytical skills am I using to pick this fight? I'm throwing dice here, okay? I'm, 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 I'm being honest. Uh, Johnny Walker, I just think, has a better chance of finishing finishing this on the feet. I think he's going to be a little more explosive. I think he's certainly going to be faster on the feet. Anthony, Anthony Smith has a better chance of winning this and finishing this on the ground. So, you know, kind of a striker grappler matchup in a way. Uh, Anthony Smith has some, has some skills in the clinch, but I like Johnny Walker here. I think he's got to prevent the takedown though. Does he do it? Who the hell knows? All right. We will go right back to Ken flow on the main event. It is at heavyweight Jailton Almeida. Versus Biggie Boy, Jarzinho, Rosen, strike. Now, many fight fans believe that Malia Gino, Jailton Almeida, can make a title run at light heavyweight and heavyweight. For now, it's going to be amongst the big boys. He's a minus 560 favorite, Ken Flo, against Rosen, strike, who comes back at plus one, plus 430. Biggie Boy with a knockout of Chris Dawkins last year. That sort of resumed his ascent to contention on the other side. The Brazilian is on fire, 4-0 with as many finishes in the UFC. He has won 13 straight overall. Big price on Almeida. Ken Flo, your thoughts on the main event that you will come witness live Saturday night? Yes, sir. Yarzinho, um, he's one of those guys that I think he started off hot, and then you kind of started to see uh, you know, some vulnerabilities in his game. And I don't know where he's at at this stage of his career. I, I think Jailton, I, I'm still looking to get more information on him and what he's all about. But from what I've seen, he is so explosive. He's a tremendous athlete. He's going to be fresher. He's going to be younger. And I think because of that, he's got a lot of things going for him. Wouldn't be surprised to see him go out there and, and get a first-round knockout. Now, Rosa Strike very dangerous as well. He's capable of absolutely putting the lights out uh, too, but I think Jailton Almeida uh, just might be the real deal here. Uh, I, I I like him to win this one. Minus five sixty is a Probably big number. Brian Petrie. It yeah. is. What do you think? Uh, what do you think? What do you think about this heavyweight <laughs> main event? What, what type of chance you get, Biggie Boy? Uh not. I mean, listen, I'm a Jalton guy. I mean, I, I listen. I, yeah. I text John Anik very rarely. I don't want to bother him, man. I text him on fight night after Jalton won. I believe it was right. against Parker Porter, and I went holy. Shit. Look at these stats. His last time out, 45 strikes to one over Shamil. TKO'd him in the second round. 17 to one against Sirkali. Choked in the first round. 18 to zero against Parker Porter. 30 to zero in his debut. I mean, this guy has uh, Chamayev level stats. Like, this guy is the real deal. He did get cracked against Shamil. That one big punch right in the, on the stand up, then he rushed the takedown. Uh, proved that, you know, he, he, he can take a shot at headway because that's a little thing. People are saying he's a little lightning ass. Maybe he is a 205er, but I like this kind of new version of heavyweight, two, high 220s, low 230s, almost like a Stipe. Right. And he's a specialist. He's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He doesn't look like he's undersizing there against these guys that are weighing 260. He's dominating on the ground. And Biggie Boy, I would like, you know, the guy has tremendous power, and I would like him a lot more in this fight if he threw more. He's very patient. He's very willing. And he's not all that explosive and quick to muscle. He kind of sets everything up. If he touches you, lights out. But I don't think, you know, look at the stats. I don't think he's touching Almeida. I like Almeida here first round. That's what I'm going to hammer. Don't know if I'm going to go TKO or submission, but I think Almeida is going to walk through him and, and look dominant here. Uh, and I'm high, high as I can be on this kid. 
All right, 84% of the bets right now on DraftKings Sportsbook have been on Jarzinho Rosenstrike, but that doesn't speak yeah, to the handle, no. right? A lot of yeah. people maybe see that big number, but that doesn't speak to the handle. We'll see how it goes down this Saturday. Main card, 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC. For more from Brian Petrie, find him on social media, Brian Petrie MMA. He also does the MMA Takes podcast. Appreciate the extended time, my man. Congrats on a big week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, Talk hey. to you next week. I'll see you. Congratulations to the Anakin Florian podcast and Ray Longo. We're doing big. We make stars over here, Let's guys. Call. Okay, We're doing things. See you, boys. There see he is, dude. Brian Petrie, with us every week for the main event challenge. And the latest star that we're building actually is, uh, is one Brian Petrie. I quickly wanted to say in closing, my son Hunter had his name on the octagon hand-painted as part of a UFC collectibles promo that they did. And it got me a little bit oh. emotional because my son has had a lot of issues. He's almost five. He's been at a pediatric feeding institute for much of his life. He really doesn't eat a whole lot. And so he's home right now with double ear infections, strep throat, and a big fever. And he can't take antibiotics orally. So this kid is going to the doctor every to get every day to get these baby antibiotic shots in his legs that they give to babies, right? And they give them to babies because babies don't walk. But my son is almost five. So he's getting yeah. these baby shots in his legs, bro. And he can barely fucking walk. So my wife's dealing with all that at home. And then I see my son's name on the goddamn canvas. I'm trying to hold it all together. It almost brought me to tears. But thanks to UFC Collectibles for uh, that very nice offering for uh, my baby boy. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks to everyone for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Obviously, a big week for us. Video form, of course, on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Clips on the Anakin Florian podcast channel. You can also see Remember the Show with Jason Anakin Bala Muhammad live this Thursday over on the AF channel. We're back with you next week. We'll see how it went in Charlotte and look ahead to the next UFC fight night on May 20th that at least right now I don't believe has a main event because Raquel Pennington and Irene Aldana were pulled. Pennington will back up Aldana and and uh, Amanda Nunez in Vancouver. Thanks to our guests, Brian Petrie, Ray Longo, our producer is Cody Merrow, AnnaFlorianPodcast.com for the merchandise, KennyFlorianMartialArts.com, and Millions.co for the One More Sleep merchandise as well. We're out of here for this week. For Kenny Florian, I'm John Anik. Until next week, Health is wealth. Be safe. Don't text and drive. And to the Bilal Muhammad haters, my condolences. Have a great week. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. 
and 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.